0: Ah, time so
1: imagining worlds and making meaning with four artists from delhi voice note one if we take this as a voice note
0: I prefer a deregulated market of pirated ideas than something authenticated.
1: Often I work with uh, a state of mind.
2: Uh, So I'm actually very interested in uh, the way the story uh, of the truth is enacted.
3: Those shapes, they form this amazing melodic
0: bank in my head. And so you're part of what you're reading, like an ongoing double print over the page. Like in the case of Alice, after her fall through the rabbit hole... How do we read
2: this large moment?
0: Think through drawing.
1: Think through drawing. Think, 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 think through drawing.
3: Whenever there was a chord or a drone being played, I could react to it. That was my idea of expression. That was my way of communicating while being in a, in a conversation with you know musicians around me.
1: What is a conversation?
0: Hello, this is Mochu. I'm right now speaking from Istanbul. I'm usually based here and in Delhi, and I work out of both the cities. I work with video and text, arranged in the form of installations, lectures, or sometimes publications. I'm Kakan
1: Singh, and uh, I'm a Delhi-based artist. I enjoy exploring the side of the sketchbook find pain, pleasure in, in sketchbooks, in, in sketching, drawing life around me, <laughs> quite interesting. I find that um, I sometimes see things the way that they are not, sometimes the way that they could not be, sometimes the way that uh, they can be imagined into.
2: And I am a video artist, a multimedia practitioner. Uh, I'm also um, just in the process of submitting my PhD uh, in cinema studies. So in a way, I have um, uh, various kinds of practices, I would say. I have a writing practice, I have an academic practice, and of course, I have a visual practice. And I move um, quite restlessly, but also excitedly amongst all of these different kinds of practices.
3: I am a Hindustani musician um, and I belong to a family of uh, hereditary musicians who in Hindustani terminology are called Khandani musicians. I practice an instrument called the Sarangi, a North Indian bowed instrument. I am the... um, Eighth generation of my matrilineal lineage of uh, carrying on the tradition forward.
0: So I usually look at ancient history, geology, vegetation. By the time I get to some current events, it's already in the museum. (laughs) I don't usually arrive at my own time. There are a lot of niche spaces happening in my work. It's uh, possibly the result of a fatigue with categories, with identities. So it's also a way to problematize the common sense of the world. A way to say that the world is not a given, it is the result of active ongoing construction. Therefore, alternative histories, improbable niche spaces with differing physical laws and causal connections allows for testing the limits of sense, both common and uncommon sense. That's how I started thinking of the portable hole in cartoons and that of cartoon physics in general. For example, in children's cartoons, the bodies, the speeds, it's as if it's all made in some otherworldly manufacturing, other manufacturing unit.
1: My works are about um, eroticism, humor, um, fictional, with a background of being autobiographical. They reflect my day-to-day life. I enjoy the sense of humor. I don't know where it's coming from but it just carries in when I draw. Sometimes I find I need to do something else apart from sketching. So I'm trying that but I find my catharsis or this habit of sketching every day. I often begin with uh, scribbling on a piece of paper, Um, drawing and the line which comes out. I feel it's more about the state of mind, the dictionary meaning, you know, to, to draw out, to pull out, to draw something out from within, I suppose.
2: I uh, was uh, born in Delhi and uh, I have been uh, living here. It's a it's challenging city, right? It's a uh, you know it's a city of ideas, people convene with around ideas, people convene around in intellectual context, very interesting people pass through the city, practitioners of culture, practitioners of ideas and it's also a city which is uh, almost vulgar in its uh, tendencies of violence, of aggression. In a way, the city has uh, is a space of various different kinds of jostling currents and ideas, and um, it's it's always kind of uh, a challenge to navigate them uh, So I'm actually very interested in uh, the way the story uh, of the truth is enacted rather than the essential merit or the merits of the idea of truth. Um, So for me, uh, the idea of truth-making is like a material. And I don't mean um, truth as uh, an absolute idea or even a persuasive uh, mechanism. I actually mean it almost as a placeholder for various kinds of strategies, performances, sensations that we encounter on an everyday uh, level. So I'm looking at it almost as a provocation, as a philosophical provocation. It keeps me always implicated in an adventure of ideas.
3: It is quite a common phenomena among, especially, hereditary musicians' family, where uh, children, they start learning music like an oral language, you know, like how uh, you pick up phrases when you're a kid around your parents. So you'll see musicians practice around you singing compositions or singing. You'll start imitating them. My grandfather was Ustad Sabri Khan Sahib. He He discouraged me. Uh, he kept saying that it's, it's quite time demanding and um, it's not the right time to become a sarangi player. I don't know, after a few years, he kind of saw the interest in me and he said, No, I think you can be a sarangi player. It is the most closest to the human voice in Hindustani music. Its etymology, sarangi, meaning an instrument with hundred colors. of Indian classical instrument or Hindustani music instruments per se have a sound box. Um, they have, uh, if not more, at least seven to minimum seven to eight sympathetic strings. My instrument has about forty of them, and uh, some of them are also skin covered, um, and their um, sound box is uh, covered with a uh, leather parchment, um, and that kind of. Resonates this string at a much louder level.
1: What drawing conversation does, or what drawing does is, it allows you to explore things which are not part of your vocabulary, which has been formed. But what drawing does is, it allows you to not formulate this. It is always correcting what you could impose on it. To hear oneself is the most settling act. There is to not talk to, to to let that talk transcribe itself on on paper. Lets you move away from that talking in the head. Especially when I start with the hat and the, the semi-circular lines in the hat. I when I'm making that, I can feel that it's a it's of a certain uh, textural quality. I'm Weaving a hat uh, which is made of light bamboo or wood, you know. Uh, then I bring in uh, hair in front of the air and behind. It gives me uh, a feeling this thing that, okay, now a face is being molded. And then I move to the rest of the body, making the torso, the arms, uh, and uh, for that moment that presence happens but then you're attentive to what the madam is about to say and now I'm in dialogue listening to what is being drawn
0: in a similar way in my Video also, as I see it, the magical, haunted experiences are actually only a subset. It is a subset of aesthetic inhabitations of this kind. Like you have frame narratives, you know, where you say that somebody asks a question and then the question is answered through another story. And this produces a phantasmagorical, projective space in between, where the rules are new. And new rules always sort of appear magical or mysterious.
3: My grandfather in particular was highly um, uh, inspired by the mystical practices and mystical life. All Hindustani musicians, they, they look at musical notes as supernatural figures. They have personalities, they have movements. In Mughal courts, you know, uh, the ragas used to come out alive in their life forms. So Todi would come out and start dancing in the court. Uh, Bageshiri would suddenly take this uh, beautiful fa- uh, figure of a woman. Once he was uh, talking about this tabla player from Banaras, uh, Pandit Anokhelal, who apparently had the most amazing Nadin Dinna, just plain Nadin Dinna as a theka. When he used to play Nadininna, it used to feel like as if sunrise has gotten still.
2: Uh, Memorializing and speculating. When I saw those two words uh, placed together, it became kind of clear to me that one cannot be done without the other, right? Um, In a way, you cannot speculate without memory and memory is no good if it doesn't allow you um, the adventure of speculation.
3: I think the whole expression of words is kind of, I am learning it now. My own um, research uh, in ethnomusicology is kind of pushing me to uh, express myself in words as much as possible. I discovered scholarship which was talking in my own language. Really sophisticated Hindustani musical terminologies which I learned as a household language. The formal meaning behind them started disclosing. And that's when I was like, "Uh, I think I can really write a paper on that. How my grandfather learned music was not like how I'm learning music right now through academia. I mean, he learned it as an experience because it was passed on to him and he saw it happening around him. I am only getting to think about it and having the discourse now. I am more interested in phenomenology and how that kind of aligns with the study of mysticism and the supernatural effect in Hindustani music. Colonialism, affect theory, again, very philosophical, multiculturalism, hybridity, globalization. This is kind of the most theoretical part I'm addressing. Yeah, I mean, the more I'm spending time with it, I think it's it's not only changing me as a musician, but as, as a human being.
0: Philosophy begins with a feeling of astonishment. Fantastic imagery and fantastic worlds are philosophical tools as well. This also feeds into my approach of making fan fictions for philosophy and even maybe fan philosophies itself. In Japanese otaku culture, there is a term called Daojinshi, a specific culture of producing fan fictions based on manga worlds and manga characters. And there are entire Daojinshi festivals where these so-called low-grade works are traded, exchanged and enter competition. I usually think of my works as a part of this kind of a bootleg market of ideas and forms. I make a reference to this in Toy Volcano where a group specializes in a science itself that's bootleg. So bootleg physics
3: necessary to restore magma, the boiling matter, the luxury of lava, to place a piece of fabric at the foot of a volcano, to restore the world, the luxury of lava.
1: This is it. You this might
0: recognize so it by so now. This is the alarm that most, most people experience
2: mild symptoms, novel including a small headache, fever, a thriving heart, a cell
0: tube, tumor, tumor, shortness a of breath, stress and, stress stress and fatigue. fatigue. The majority the majority However, pain, in a subset of patients, the, the, the virus attacks the lungs, causing
1: a much more serious infection. Show us how the virus attacks the lungs, causing a much more serious This oxygen is then transported to organs and tissues throughout the body. When the coronavirus attaches to a cell, it begins to replicate within the cell. The oxygen system tested the virus, which results in inflammatory response that causes Understanding how to beat it. the composition of a virus how a certain group ends up uh, creating the original illustration which is being used all across the world as the most authentic uh, representation of what is the composition of a virus and what it looks like mm-hmm. if you don't have this image what image would we have we didn't know that what a bacteria or a fungus or or a molecule or uh, you know a virus looked like um, it would be mysterious and it would the only thing that we would see is people dying, people falling sick. But we would have, you know, absolute no, uh, no image. All we would see is symptoms.
0: So in the absence of symptoms, it's as if there isn't any virus. It has no manifest existence because that's the point at which it uh, correlates with our immediate senses. volcano is centered around these negative entities, these void objects scattered around the mountain. And throughout the narrative of the video lecture, there is a confusion whether the void is in the imagination, a gap in knowledge, or whether the entity is a physical geological fact. The pandemic has retroactively become a context for the work in its weirdness, the irrationality at the level of blatant disbelief it's paradoxically at home. His worry were mostly about contamination. He knew that holes are parasitic, always in need of a home.
2: They do not exist alone. Um. So Shea acquired actually came about as a response, actually, to the kind of noise that was almost made this index of public spirit after the Janta curfew uh, was announced, the day-long Janta curfew. As you know, I heard people uh, coming out hanging and banging pots and pans and various other kinds of things. this entire sort of manufacturing of a noisy consensus around a certain kind of national identity. It occurred to me that there would be people who want to think of quiet as a, as a withdrawal from this moment, as an as a active political withdrawal uh, and a sensory withdrawal. So, Share you Quiet uh, was actually essentially a very simple um, open call. It asked people to record what they perceived as quiet and send it to us and then these recordings would be published every week and uh, and that way uh, there could have been a symphonic dialogue Uh, so people all across the world were uh, actively interpreting their quiet and and sharing it with one another and also listening in to the quiets of others Because the project was announced during a time when most countries were in lockdown, um, it also in a way became a very particular archive of this global event. It was a synchronous um, experience um, of fear, of withdrawal, of isolation, but also of curiosity uh, and also of anticipation.
1: I'm walking most of the time in the city and that really works. Um, The pandemic has come, but with the mask, I keep walking. I see less people, but I keep walking. I keep crossing colonies, traffic lights, societies, markets, shops. I'm hopping here and there and it really works for me.
3: I mean I was asked to do uh very recently this radio interview and they asked me to play something which would resonate with the times and um I found out this rendition of uh, this Ghazal which Bahadur Shah Zafar wrote when he was exiled after uh, the 1857 revolt. He wrote this Ghazal while being confined in a, in a room and looking at Delhi from a window and in spite of being the king of the Delhi Sultanate, you know, he couldn't go out. You know, when this lockdown started, I felt like This old, um, retreated, lost king, you know, who's kind of sitting behind the window and just looking at the world go by and not being able to have a conversation without any social awkwardness.
0: This reminds me of a very interesting text I read about the pandemic by Michael Taussig called Would a Shaman Help? With global meltdown, we now live in a re-enchanted universe for which the aesthetic of a dark surrealism is relevant. So he equates shamanism with Giorgio Kiriko's paintings where being alone in cities with empty streets and piazzas is more shamanic than the real thing.
2: Even though we are being told that everything is closed, that you know, um, all kinds of productive labor is at a standstill. Well, yes, productive labor uh, that feeds logic, logic of you know, big capital, big businesses is maybe at a standstill. But there is a production, uh, you know, relentlessly ongoing. People are cleaning their houses, feeding their children, um, you know, waking up in the morning, doing reading, doing listening, um, you know, and that is also work.
3: It's really interesting. I mean, for me, uh, this entire lockdown has pushed me to come out of my own addictions, my own habits, my own, you know, naive needs of being somewhere, uh, of doing something or getting out of the house. Just because of sitting in the balcony, I
1: was able to do uh, walks Charcoal and watercolor, and with ink and uh, with oil paints, acrylic with brushes that I had not used for 20 years. The space got uh, you know, energized. It got a different energy
3: for me. It got. A, it became a different understanding of uh, being at home in Hindustani music and also in mysticism there is this concept of chilla it's nothing but solitary confinement centuries old uh, tales they say that saints have been practicing it to attain the higher level so for me I kind of take it from that angle you know I uh, I think that okay this is a blessing in disguise for me you know I all I need to do is just sit at one place gather my thoughts and only work towards my research towards my music towards my own understanding of life Uh, and that's the only way to do it you know
1: I suppose yeah. I mean I think the moment we have a change of routine we, you know, become alert of the new surroundings or the existing ones which have always been there for us.
0: I mean you're actually training your mind to change, no, because I mean that's something I enjoy a lot because you are changing your own mind. That is most interesting like what else is better?
2: Yes, of course, uh, you know, we are surrounded by you know, anxiety about the future, about our present, uh, and that anxiety is not only really an individual anxiety, but also collective anxiety. And I think that even though we may not be able to physically congregate, or move perhaps, it is important to retain these spaces which actually attempt to push back, whether it is through what we choose to say but also equally from the spaces that we choose to withdraw from uh, and refuse to participate in.
1: Listening to conversations, so listening has been uh, healing, and uh, so has been expressing.
2: And it is this kind of an archive through the space of of healing, uh, you know, through the space of listening together, which can produce a healing, maybe a collective healing produced through a collective listening.
0: So it's like, okay, should we make this complete film entirely at home, kind of thing. (laughs) just like make small paper mesh models and (laughs) do stuff. So that's, uh, that's what I was saying, like, should we find some 3D experts and then learn a lot of After Effects and create new actors and new places, new landscapes, new country, and then shoot the film in that country.
1: Imagining Worlds and Making Meaning with Four Artists from Delhi Featuring Mochu, Pallavi Paul, Gagan Singh, Suhail Yusuf Khan Directed by Suvani Suri and Abhishek Mathur Co-produced by Noriant and Gote Institute